When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Thing in on the draft. The Aaron Rodgers trade is 24 years old. Plus, we're in the thick of the opening round of the NBA playoffs. All things to discuss on Canty and Carlin. ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I'm Gabe Neitzel, along with Chad Brown as we fill in for the guys today. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. And we head to the world of the NFL as Carson Palmer, former NFL quarterback, joins the program. Carson, when you heard the news yesterday that Aaron Rodgers was indeed finally getting traded to the New York Jets, what was your initial reaction? Well, my first reaction was just finally. I mean, it felt like that had been <laughs> in the works, in the talks. We, you know, had been prepped that it will probably happen around draft time. And sure enough, we're in draft week and it finally happens. But, you know, looking at that situation, you know, it's Aaron's in his late 30s. He's going to a new team, a new city, new players, new playbook new fan base. It's, it's a lot. I I've been through that. I've been traded in my late thirties and know how challenging it is and, and how much easier it is just to, to, you know, stay in the status quo and stay in green Bay and, you know, a locker room you're, you're comfortable in, you've already proved yourself in. Now he's got to go to New York in a, in a quarterback heavy dominant AFC conference uh, in a you know a AFC East conference that's got a Buffalo and, and Josh Allen, an AFC conference that has a really talented Miami Dolphins team. Um, I, I just you know I, I think Aaron's got his work cut out for him, and it, it ain't easy when you're 37, 38, 39. You don't quite have the same energy levels you did in your 20s. You don't quite have the same velocity on the ball you, you did when you were 20. You don't have that bounce in your step and. Uh, you know, it's it's a challenge. There's no doubt about it. He's got his work cut out for him headed in New York. Carson, you mentioned the AFC East. Jets fourth place in that division last year. Now with the addition of Aaron Rodgers, uh, how do you see that division uh, coming out with Aaron Rodgers in there? And then could you rank the quarterbacks in the AFC East as well for me? Well, the biggest hurdle is is Buffalo. And, and I think Josh Allen's at the top of the stack when it when it comes to that. You know, Aaron's just enough older. Josh has, has had, you know, better seasons the last couple of years. Josh is a lot younger. I, I think, you know, at, at this day and age, you got to go with Buffalo to win that division. But that Miami team is stacked. I mean, defensively, they've got playmakers all over the board. They're fast. They're quick. Offensively, they've got a ton of playmakers. They can score a bunch of points quick on you. So th- those are the two teams you really got to worry about new England's a wild card. I mean, you still got Belichick. You still have his defenses. You got to worry about Aaron's got to play against a Belichick defense twice. Uh, they're, they're obviously a different team without Tom Brady, but it's still Bill Belichick. He's still one of the greatest to, to, to do it. Uh, so I just think it's a tough conference. I mean, Aaron's coming from, you know, the NFC North where my, or, you know, Minneapolis is kind of a mess and, you know, they're hot and cold. Uh, Detroit's up and coming, and I know everybody's hyped on Detroit, but they're still the Lions. Um, 
so you know it, it he's going from a, a pretty decent conference to a really challenging conference and he's got his work cut out for him to get you know a, a conference championship to be able to host a home playoff game that's going to be a challenge um and and just at his age i mean he, he's not like i said a minute ago he's not in his 20s anymore he's in his late 30s it is not easy to go to a new team new atmosphere new everything and reprove yourself over again to a new team in a, in a new locker room. I just think he's got his work cut out for him, and, and that's a really challenging AFC East conference. Talking with Carson Palmer, former NFL quarterback and Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Series XM Channel 80, Gabe Nigel, Chad Brown filling in for the guys. You had mentioned, you know, you, you were an older quarterback in the league. You had to go through those trades as well, but what Aaron Rodgers is going through. How tough can it be? to be an older quarterback heading into a new locker room and not just connecting with new teammates, but ones that can be so young. I mean, Garrett Wilson is still only 22 years old. He was five when Aaron Rodgers was drafted into this league. It's, it's, it, can it be tough to kind of form those bonds as teammates when there's such an age gap? Oh, 100%. You know, you, just, you can relate on football, no doubt about it, with the 22-year-old when you're 39. But outside of relating on, on football, there's not a lot of relatable topics or, or uh, things you're interested you know. Uh, I, I just think it is a tough challenge. I know it. I've been through it. And, and more recently, Tom Brady just went through it. Tom Brady went from New England, who call it a, a B or B-minus uh, roster, and then he went to Tampa Bay, which was an A-plus roster. So he was going – in his later dear years when he was really getting older and losing some of his athletic abilities, he went from a decent roster to an all-star roster. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and um, that defense, you know, Devin White at line. I mean, he was going from a, a decent team to a really, really good roster where he didn't have to quite work as hard and do as much to win football games. So that made it a little bit easier. He was also going from New England's cold weather to down in Florida and practicing on grass every day and practicing in the sunshine and in warmth, which just feels better as you're getting older and your aches and pains last for a little bit longer. While Aaron's going from from Green Bay to cold New York, practicing on on turf in Green Bay to turf in New York, you know, he just, he's going from a, a, a good roster to another good roster. He's not going to the same situation like Brady was where, you know, Brady went into that, that Tampa Bay locker room and just had – he had thoroughbreds at receiver. He had a stable of backs. He had a really good offensive line and one of the best defensive, uh, defenses in the game. And Todd Bowles, who's an unbelievable defensive coordinator. So Tom Brady was going into a better situation than Aaron's going into here in New, in New York. Uh, Carson, tomorrow will be the 20th anniversary of you being the first pick in the 2003 NFL Draft. Uh, talk a little bit about that experience and the expectation levels and the pressure that you put on yourself. Maybe a situation that Bryce Young will find himself in a couple of days. Yeah, you know, my situation was different because I had the Bengals already knew they were going to take me, and so I had already signed a contract days before the draft. So, you know, I was in the green room. I knew where I was going. I had already signed my name on the dotted line. There were no surprises. There was no you know, fingers crossed, hoping you fall or, or don't fall or hoping you get picked by this coach or this fan base or hoping you get to wear this uniform. You don't know. So I, I knew. And, I you know, you're looking around around the green room and on draft day, you know, nobody signed a contract. Nobody knows. There's so much hype, so much 
expectation, so much pressure just about to get laid on these guys. Um, it's such an exciting time, but it's important for these guys to remember, you know, when they're surrounded by their friends and family on draft day and everybody's celebrating, you know, this, this pinnacle, this achievement, you know, these players then the very next day get on a plane and fly to their new teams and meet their new fan base and new coaching staffs and new locker rooms. And, you know, that, that pressure and expectation of a whole new career is about to start. When you're surrounded by friends and family that are celebrating, it, it's hard because you're kind of like, hold on now, everybody relax. I, I got to get to work. I got to go. I got to start training for a, a whole new league to go in and play in. So it's just, it, it's an exciting time for these guys. Um, you know, I, I know Bryce hasn't signed on the dotted line yet, but it sure seems like Carolina Panthers are, are going to take him and, and he's the future of that organization. Carson Palmer, our guest, former NFL quarterback here on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Gabe Nudgel. He's Chad Brown as we fill in for the guy. Speaking of number one overall picks for the Bengals, Joe Burrow off to a hot start in his career. What do you think the expectations are for him heading into 2023? I think it's Super Bowl or bust. I mean, they're, they're still on his rookie quarterback contract. Um, he isn't currently taking up you know 15% of the salary cap like he will be hopefully next year when, when they re-sign him. So, you know, they're, they're primed. I mean, that, that AFC North, you know, Baltimore's trying to figure out what they've got. I mean, they're always perennial, perennially really, really dominant in that, that division along with Pittsburgh. And both those two teams, those are the top dogs in the AFC North, you know, year in, year out. Both of them are trying to figure it out. Pittsburgh's got to figure out is, is Pickett the guy, Lamar Jackson's situation and Baltimore's up in the air. So everything is primed and ready to roll for Cincinnati. They've spent a ton of money in free agency the last two off-seasons. Uh, just this most most recent off-season, after the Super Bowl year, they went in and completely remade and rebuilt their offensive line and spent a ton of money in free agency. The year before that, they went and revamped that defense and got a bunch of really good playmakers on the defensive side of the ball and spent a bunch of money in free agency. So I mean, it, it, it's obvious. The Bengals see their window. They know what's in front of them. From Joe's perspective, he was just sitting there hoping that, that the organization was going to spend money and continue to build and, and improve. They, they've proven that to him. So I think here pretty soon you're going to see Joe sign a, a long-term extension. And, and I think the, the, the window for the Bengals is wide open. A lot of that has to do with the, NFC, or the AFC North being a little bit beaten down and in turmoil in Baltimore and trying to figure out who's going to replace Roethlisberger is it Pickett? Is it somebody else? It's just a—it's really a, a perfect storm brewing for the Bengals to win that conference uh, and maybe their first Super Bowl. Carson, thanks for the uh, time and insight today. You are joining us uh, on behalf of Level Select. Uh, tell us what you're doing with Level Select. Yeah, Level Select OTC is uh, a pain relieving ointment. It's something I use on a daily basis after all kinds of aches and pains from playing in the NFL for a long time. Um, level select you can buy it online today uh, and if you use in the promo code carson20 you get 20 percent off everything in your cart and that's on levelselect.com you can also go to cvs uh, we're available in cvs pharmacies we're also available online on amazon uh, so there's a number of different ways you can get this product it's a phenomenal product like i said i use it every single day it helps me get a better night's sleep it helps me stay active and, and stay fit Carson, we certainly appreciate the time and appreciate the insight. Good, Chad. Thanks for having me, guys. 
Thank you. That is Carson Palmer, former NFL quarterback, joining us here on Canty and Carlin. Who will go first? Stroud or Young? Find out Thursday. The 2023 NFL Draft is on ESPN Radio, presented by Boost Mobile. First-round coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN Radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. LeBron, top of the key with Xavier Tillman on him. LeBron drives to the rim. He's going for two, lays it up, and in. LeBron driving to the rim, and in! Pass off foul! LeBron flexing in front of the crowd! He still has that passion, that grit to want to be on top and to want to put his team in position the right way to be successful. And that's what you saw. I was able to make a couple plays to help us be successful. That's out courtesy of 710 ESPN LA. So LeBron had a 20 and 20 nights. Lakers now up 3 and 1 on the Grizzlies, as we discussed. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Gabe Neitzel. He is Chad Brown as we fill in for the guys. I normally do a radio show in Milwaukee. Chad based out of Denver, but we can appreciate what LeBron was able to do last night. 38 years old, and he, he puts up a 20.22 rebound performance, Chad. It's unbelievable. I almost feel at times that LeBron, despite him being the best player of his generation, just it, he still goes underappreciated at times because everybody just gets just swallowed up in the, oh, is he better than MJ? MJ versus LeBron. And everybody wants to have that debate. And look, I, I just don't care anymore because at 38 years old, the dude had an unbelievable game last night and made the game-tying layup with .8 seconds left to send the game into overtime which eventually resulted in the one seventeen one eleven win over the Grizzlies. LeBron is a is is a amazing, amazing, consistent, steady performer, and I think our culture values you know flashes in the pan and 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 values something new. So when someone has been as good as LeBron has been for as long as he has been, I think our culture and our the way we go about his media is going to underrate that player. LeBron has been, uh, even going back into his high school days, um, has been amazingly consistent and steady and a great teammate and a guy who doesn't get in trouble off the court, does things the right way, I mean, so on and so forth. But the underrated part of, of his game for me is to be able to play at this level at this age. I played mm-hmm. in the NFL till I was 38 years old. Trust me, I was walking down the stairs on Saturday to go to the Saturday meeting and go to the hotel, and I was still sore. I hadn't recovered from the Sunday before, and I was about to play the next game. LeBron can find ways to ramp it up, recover, and not just be a contributor, but a key contributor in the most critical moments in the ball game. I have such an appreciation for what this guy has been able to do. Yeah, Lakers now up 3-1 on the Grizzlies after the game last night. LeBron James had to say this about doing whatever is necessary in order to win. I mean, that's always been me. Um, you know, whatever it takes for the team to be successful. And, you know, just trying to be um, as great as I can be offensively, but even more important on the defensive end. And um, so that's, that was the kind of the mindset tonight. Um, and I was able to make a couple of plays to help us be successful. And I guess it's easier after the game, after you've won and put up 22 points, 20 rebounds, as LeBron did, to meet with the media. But... Things are falling apart, it seems, Chad, quickly for the Memphis Grizzlies because neither Dylan Brooks nor John Morant made themselves available to the media after Game 4. And, man, even when when things are going bad, that's when you have to make yourself available. You can't be, oh, I'm this tough guy, I'm the villain, Dylan Brooks, and then hide 
after your team lost a, a critical game in overtime. You can't be the guy for the Memphis Grizzlies and John Morant and then shy away from the media and the tough questions that are going to be lobbed your way when you are the number two overall seed in the Western Conference and suddenly you're down 3-1 to a team that won in the play-in round. I think part of the poking the bear is being ready to fight the bear when, once you've done poking him. So Dylan Brooks fight. pokes the bear and then goes and hides after the game and doesn't want to talk about it. So, yeah, the, the immaturity of the Memphis Grizzlies, I think they are a great, have a good nucleus. And they will continue to be a good team and a playoff team going into the future. But if they want to make deep playoff runs, they've got to find a way to solve this immaturity issue. I'm not sure if Dylan Brooks is going to be a part of them after this series. I'm not sure if the, the huddle – that the Grizzlies get into tomorrow night at some point does not end in one, two, three Cancun because this series is over. <laughs> wow. You, so it, it, you are going all the way. The Lakers are going to close this thing in five games. Gentlemen you think they're sweep. closing it out in five? It will be a gentleman sweep, absolutely. Because, because Memphis, the, again, the immaturity is showing up. The immaturity is not just something that shows up in one part of your game and the rest of your game is good. If you are... Dylan Brooks, and you're doing dumb stuff on the court. Then you're doing stuff, dumb stuff with the media. Then you don't want to have any accountability with the media. That's, that's a thread that runs throughout what, what Dylan Brooks and the Memphis Grizzlies are doing. That immaturity can maybe be solved next season, but it's not going to be fixed in this series. And again, I see a gentleman sweep coming for the Los Angeles Lakers. I think this just seems like a very crucial moment for the Memphis Grizzlies. Number two seed, but they had their clearly had their issues, the ups and downs that they had with John Morant during the regular season to get bounced right away. And if they get bounced in a relatively, if it ends up being a gentleman's sweep, that means it was a non-competitive series, and you got you, you were bounced in five games. They're going to have some interesting decisions to make. John Morant, I, I think it's you know going to be a team to keep a close eye on because the one thing about the West is is it it is incredibly deep. And even though you're the two seed, there are teams, not just one team, multiple teams right behind you ready to climb that ladder like the Sacramento Kings, like the Los Angeles Lakers that are ready to climb that spot and take over for you if you, fum- if you stumble the way the Grizzlies have. Yeah, the, uh, again, uh, the, the, the Grizzlies had a tremendous opportunity, uh, but opportunity is only something if you're able to seize it. And when you have the last month of the season with all the issues with Ja, uh, we've, now we're having Dylan Brooks doing things in the playoffs, that immaturity that may have been pushed to the, pushed to the side because they were playing well, but has showed up in the last month of the season and now is showing up in the playoffs, that's not going to allow them to move forward and have deep playoff runs. They've got to do a little bit of roster recreation this offseason, and they've got to, I don't know, bring in some great speakers who can get this young team on the same page as far as how to be professionals, that means on and off the court, and how to have that toughness and maturity on the court when they need it. It's Canty Carlin, ESPN Radio, as the Lakers go up 3-1 on those Memphis Grizzlies. Coming up next here on Canty and Carlin, we are going to uh, dash into the draft, dive deeper into the draft. It's coming up in less than two days. It's on Thursday as Joey Porter Jr. from uh, Penn State is going to be joining us next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle 
and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Canty and Carlin are going to be hosting that draft coverage right here on ESPN Radio. Part of the reason why. Myself and Chad Brown filling in. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I'm based in Milwaukee. Chad hanging out in Denver. And ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. It is time to welcome in an NFL draft prospect. Joey Porter Jr. played college football at Penn State as a cornerback. Of course, you can follow him on Twitter at Joey Porter Jr. And it seems like, Joey, so much hard work goes into this dream of getting to the NFL. What are you going to do in terms of consuming the draft? Are you going to have a bunch of friends and family over, sit down, watch the draft on ESPN, wait for that phone call for your name to be called? Or, since, I, like I said, I'm based in Wisconsin, Joe Thomas, who just recently went in the Hall of Fame, when he was drafted number three overall, he went fishing. He was fishing with his dad when he got the call from the Cleveland Browns that he was going as a top five pick. So people handle this day and, and, and this time differently. So how are you going to handle consuming the NFL draft? Are you going to have a big party, or are you going to try to seclude yourself? Um, I'm going to be with my family in KC. I'm going to be at the draft, and uh, i got family down here, so it's going to be a big party. I can't wait for it. Joey, this is uh, Chad Brown. I played with your dad with the Pittsburgh Steelers, so make sure you let him know Chad says what's up. Have you been giving your dad a hard time? You know, he was a third-round pick, and it seems pretty clear you're going to be a first-round pick. Yeah, a little bit. I've been giving them a hard time. I'll say I'm I was the first ever to be first in the family to be drafted in the first round. I mean, but he, he has a legendary career of his own and I'm really just still trying to chase him. 
Talking with Joey Porter Jr., Penn State cornerback, NFL draft prospect here in Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Gabe Nigel and Chad Brown as we fill in for the guys today. What was your draft preparation like? How much work went into after the season was over to get ready for combines, pro days, interviews? What kind of work was that? Oh, man, it was it was a lot of work, especially I was, I was coming off uh, appendix surgery uh, to end my season. And after that, I already knew my dad told me it's time to go straight to work. And ever since ever since December, that's all we've been doing was grinding and working. So I'm really just happy now it's kind of slowed down and this is the back end. But really, it all starts after after Thursday. All right, Joey, Gabe just asked you about that draft process. And I know some teams, when they do the interviews, want to ask you some, some gotcha questions. What was the most unusual question you have gotten in this draft process? I'm mad because I never, I didn't get an unusual question like everybody else. Everybody else have a crazy story or a question that really got them thinking, and they didn't hit me with anything like that. I heard some people have to sing, uh, some people got asked the the napkin question, but I didn't get asked any of that, so I have nothing. Well, so if you were asked to sing, would you like? Did you know that was a question? Did you have a song ready to go if somebody asked you to sing? No, but I, I probably would have thought of one right on the spot. I know a lot of good songs that I could sing. Would you would have like busted out your favorite rap? You would have old school R and B. What would you have done? Probably old school R and B, some old school hip hop, something like that. Like this what? Let's, do let's it. hear. I don't know. Yeah, this, this let's, is your let's, chance. Let's hear it. Since you said you were, you regretted them not asking you the question. We're give it to us it. now. <laughs> you don't want to hear a little something now? Yeah, on the spot. Come on, uh, on the spot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> This is how we do it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thank you. This Thank is you. how we do it. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Joey stuff, Porter man. Jr., Penn State quarterback, NFL draft prospect. Joining us here on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Uh, Joey, you are joining us on behalf of Old Spice. Uh, what kind of work are you doing with Old Spice? Yeah, I got this partnership with Old Spice just to really give out awareness for mentorship. Um uh, my dad was a great mentor to me. He was always in my corner to steer me in the right direction. And I know not everybody has that in their corner. I'm not lucky to have that. So with Old Spice, you can sign up today at the old school, at the Old Spice School of Swagger and find your mentor. Joey, we certainly appreciate the time. Best of luck on Thursday, and thanks for playing along with us, pal. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, buddy. I mean, it's just classic. You can't go wrong with this. This is going to get the people going, too, Chad. And I got to give him credit. You know, we put him on the spot. He was a quick thinker. He came up with something. I like football players who are quick thinkers. So uh, good job by him. What what about you, Chad? Did you have any crazy questions when you were going through the draft process? Uh, They didn't. That was before they started that. You know, I think that came on maybe around year 10 of my career because I would hear the rookies come in and be like, Man, they, this team asked me this, or this position coach asked me that. I thought, whoa, I didn't. Luckily, I didn't have any of that part of um, my, my draft preparation. But uh, it's gotten so crazy that the NFL has now had to restrict some of the questions <laughs> that the front office and, and position coaches can ask in those interviews at the combine. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a you know a year or two ago that you were taken in the NFL draft. No, it was know, thirty years ago. Four or five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old what, man. What what really sticks out to you about the, the draft process that you went through? All right, I'll give you a very quick story here. So the at the time, the New Orleans Saints asked every prospect to do an essay. 
So uh, I'm walking what? around the. No, you're right not, you were supposed to be done with essays. You got done, you got through college. You were supposed to be done with essays. Exactly. So I, you know, I'm walking around the combine area because my agent says make sure you walk around, and when they pull you into one of those things, do whatever they ask. So the Saints guy pulls me in, and he asked me to write an essay. So I'm th- I'm in there thinking, okay, I got to do an introductory paragraph. I got to close it up. I got to have three short paragraphs in the middle, thinking about my, you know, my. My essay structure. form, yeah. my structure I want to pull off here. Um, at that point, Marvin Jones walks by. He is the linebacker from Florida State, same draft class as me, obviously. Uh, so the Saints guy pulls him in and says, you know, we want you to do an essay, Marvin. And Marvin's looking at me, and I got my pencil, and I'm furiously writing my essay out. And he says, where, where are you guys picking? And I think they say they got the eighth pick in the draft. Marvin says, I'll be long gone by then. Drops the pencil, walks out the room. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> How come I couldn't say that? You know, I, I went the 44th pick, second round, so I didn't quite have that stature. I think Marvin Jones went third pick overall to the Jets so he could uh, dismiss the Saints with a wave of the hand and walk out that room while I was working on my essay structure. Uh, I wish I could have that kind of confidence in anything at any point. <laughs> no, I'm not going to be around. I'm not doing anything for you. I'm going to be long gone by eight. That's fantastic. Uh, We still have plenty of draft stuff that we need to get into here on Canty and Carlin. For example, Will Levis, very mysteriously, um, his odds went way up after an anonymous post yesterday. We'll dive into that and try to figure out why Will Levis could potentially go number one overall in Thursday's NFL draft. That's next. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I'm Gabe Neitzel. He is Chad Brown as we fill in for the boys. Although Canty and Carlin is still presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive can protect your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, ATV, RV, and more. In shorts, it's a lot of things. Bundle today at Progressive.com. A very weird story. Chad, with, and of course, if it's a weird story and it's going to involve the NFL draft, of course, why wouldn't a Reddit post be at the middle of it? Because a (laughs) random and anonymous Reddit post uh, that basically stated that Will Levis was starting to tell close friends and family that he is going to be going number one overall circulated yesterday. And while so Bryce Young still remains the consensus favorite to be the pick, he's listed at minus fourteen hundred at Caesar Sportsbook. For those who don't know, that means if you uh, you have to place a fourteen hundred dollar bet down just to win a hundred dollars. But on Tuesday, a lot of sports books received a surge of bets on Will Levis going number one. So his odds moved from forty to one to four to one Tuesday at DraftKings, among other sports books that apparently had to take this very seriously with the amount of money that was coming in on Will Levis to go number one overall. Do you still think it's going to be Bryce Young, or is somehow this anonymous Reddit post going to end up be being accurate? And we somehow see Will Levis climbing all the way to the number one pick in the Carolina Panthers. No, I don't see that at all. Bryce Young is is the clear number one uh, quarterback in this draft. I don't have any doubt about that in my mind. I called a number of Alabama games over the last couple of seasons. Uh, I've seen Tua play. I've seen Bryce play. I've seen them in person. I've watched game tape. Uh, he is clearly the, the best quarterback in this draft. Where this Will Levis thing is coming from, I, I don't know. 
the fact that Vegas sportsbook odds are moving based on a Reddit post just shows you how crazy this season is for the NFL. The amount of lying and misinformation that is going on from teams, from agents, is just remarkable. I had a conversation with my wife the other day, and she was asking me about this. She, she tries to live an honest, truthful life. She's like, I don't understand. Tell me, what is the benefit? I'm like, well, if you as a team want a guy with the 10th pick and you know the team at the 9th pick may be picking this guy, you disseminate bad information about this guy to your media people so folks begin to have doubts about that player. She's like, what, a team that wants a player will say bad things about a player? Yes, so that player can then slide to their pick. She was shocked and appalled that that's the way this time in the NFL works, also known as the lying season because the lies are just so prominent and prevalent. Yeah, it just seems like you, those stories just continue to pile up, pile up. Team trying to send out smokescreen after smokescreen to try to get that guy to fall to them. And this is kind of the reverse of that, I guess, because, you know, I don't know if people are hoping that then Bryce Young falls to them, whether it's the Houston Texans at two or whoever ends up trading into presumably that number three spot currently occupied by the Arizona Cardinals. But when you watch Will Levis play, like how high do you think Levis could potentially go? Is he a top 10 pick? Is somebody going to reach for him up there? Because it, it's mostly been, and, and I guess we'll get to this other guy in just a second, it's mostly been, to me, okay, the debate's been, is it going to be C.J. Stroud or is it Bryce Young? Seems to have settled on Bryce Young, but there was a gap after those two and that Richardson and Levis were more projects. I would agree with both that, that Richardson and Levis are more project guys. Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, they've got the ability to operate in a pro-style offense. They can go through their progressions. They've both got good pocket feel. They both are accurate quarterbacks, good sense of timing, all the things you would expect from an NFL quarterback. So for Anthony Richardson for Will Levis, there are certain parts of the game that just don't measure up to that standard, and they are going to take some time to be NFL ready. For Anthony Richardson, they're – conversation about the accuracy has been had now for months. I think everyone knows that. For Will Levis, you know, the fact that he was banged up most of 2022, he was a little bit of a difficult evaluation. Uh, I think some of that uh, being nicked up caused some uncertainty with uncertainty with him where he was kind of locked in on his first read, wanted to get the ball out of his hand, not really dedicated to going through his progressions. Um, so there's some question marks about him. I see him not being a top 10 pick, but a top 20, 25 pick. But unfortunately, once you get out the top 10, it's kind of a no man's land for quarterbacks. And the quarterbacks who are taken in that, you know, 20th pick range, plus or minus five picks from there, typically do not have very successful NFL careers. He just seems like to me, whether it's him or Richardson, if they end up falling past Seattle at five, but Seattle has a second, second round pick. Their second, first round pick. They have their own first round pick because that number five overall pick used to belong to the Denver Broncos. So it, it, they seem like to me a perfect spot for Levis or Richardson to go just because if you have a guy who might be a project, you then don't have to rush him out on the field based on the contract you just gave Geno Smith. I would agree with that. The Seattle seems like a, a great destination and landing spot for guys who may need some time. And considering how Pete Carroll wants to win games, he wants to win games with his defense, with his run game, and then wants his quarterback to be able to complete some play-action passes, put pressure on the defense, you know, throw some deep balls down the field, keep them, keep them honest. But he's not looking for his quarterback to throw the ball 40-plus times a game. So someone like Anthony Richardson uh, would fit because, because the athletic skill set would be similar to Geno Smith even better or Russell Wilson even better than Russell Wilson's athletic skill set. 
But at some point, you've got to look at the college tape. And I know everyone's looking at Josh Allen and saying, well, he was not very accurate in college. He improved. Therefore, Anthony Richardson can do the same thing. Will Levis can do the same thing. Um, There's very few quarterbacks who have been able to make the lack of accuracy transition from college and become an accurate passer in the NFL. Uh, There's lots of guys who have been drafted with the hopes that that could improve. Most of them have not. Josh Allen is really an outlier in that category, and I think to make that projection of he'll be just like Josh Allen I think may be a step too far for both those guys. So that's the other thing I can't figure out then. So, okay, those are two guys. Yes, I think uh, accuracy certainly has been brought into question with both Anthony Richardson and Will Levis. So why on the earth is C.J. Stroud dropping? That's the thing I can't figure out where there are these whispers and rumors that the Houston— it was just kind of assumed for the longest time that whoever went one, the other one was going to go two between Young and Stroud. Whoever went one, the next one was going two to the Texans, and that might not be the case. I am wildly interested to see how this actually ends up playing out on Thursday to see if C.J. Stroud indeed goes number two. Coming up next, what does a successful season for the Jets look like? We asked that question, KT Carlin, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the KT and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. KT and Carlin, the podcast.